0: Up. it's pretty rare to find a cornfield haunt in SoCal, but we're visiting one today. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is day 39 of our 61-day Hauntathon, where we're counting down to Halloween by visiting a different haunted house every day here on the show. This year we have videos and even exclusive fan events. Everything is in the link in our show notes. Okay, Haunted Harvest is inside Frosty's Forest in Chino, California. Think of a haunt where each scene is split up and separated by lots and lots of corn. Instead of flats and transition hallways, you have lots of corn and plenty of opportunities for scares outside. But the corn does come with some unique challenges. Today, we'll hear about this year's themes and the challenges that come with this style of haunt.
1: I'm Brandon Spletter. I'm co-owner of The Haunted Harvest here in Chino at Frosty's Forest and Pumpkin Patch. So the Haunted Harvest is a little bit different than your typical haunted house. We got two acres of corn, we got five haunted houses, so it's not your typical black walls. We have corn for the palate cleansers. Two acres of corn, it's a 15 to 20 minute walkthrough, and there's nothing quite like it in Southern California. So here behind me, you have the first haunted house. This is House of Jack. We have vintage Halloween, we got scary ghosts, we got devils, pumpkins, skeletons, All the good stuff there, and that's just one of five. Inside you're gonna find Brujeria, which is witchcraft. You have chickens, you have bodies crucified, you have symbols, occult pages, stuff like that. We have Maniacs, and that's gonna be true crime serial killers. We got Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. All of their scenes reenacted in the corn. We have pestilence. That's a quarantine-style theme. Think The Thing. Things like that. We got hazmat suits. You're pushing through claustrophobia tunnel. You know it's lockdown, and you're finishing with triple Xmas, which is not your typical Santa, yeah. treating you like you've been naughty. Yeah. And you got dead bodies. You got Frosty's other forest in there, and uh, we finish with a uh, big Frosty head.
0: So, tell me a little bit about how you all choose the theming of it.
1: So when we started as a home haunt, one of the biggest things that we kind of faced was we had limited space, right? Which is the polar opposite of what we have now. So we would choose one theme and yeah. sometimes we do that for two years. But we're very indecisive. We like, we, we love knots, the universal experience, yeah. you have multiple haunted houses. And I feel like this is the perfect marriage of that where you can put it into one big maze and utilize the two acres of corn. Okay. Before we came to Frosty's, they used to kind of just do vignettes and we've kind of elevated that, done it in a, in a much bigger way. Since it's Frosty's Forest, we thought it'd be kind of cool to do a Twisted Christmas, because they this is also a Christmas tree lot. I love that. Uh, so we have that. Brujiria is a throwback to a maze that we did five years ago that was very popular and unpopular with some of the locals. They didn't like the cult. Yeah. Maniacs, I mean, that was just a stroke of good luck. We have the Dahmer series out right now. So that seems to be everybody's favorite theme. And that was another theme that we did about four years at a serial killer and then Pestilence is a, is a sequel of something we did last year too. We I kind of love the sci-fi sort of like laboratory aesthetic. And House of Jack is something close to my heart. We have, I, I love pumpkins, I love jack-o-lanterns. We have our our, our logo, yeah. Gordy back there. We have this pumpkin, so it's it's kind of gets you in the mood right from the start, right, right in the tent.
0: So logistics, you are in a live cornfield. It gives you a lot of natural background to work off of, obviously you don't have to build like flats in between scenes, right? But the the downside is you're in an actual cornfield and you kind of have to wait until the corn is planted and grown and then you guys come in and then there's a weather, right? You're on ground itself, you know, you're not covered.
1: No, it it looks great, but it it is certainly hell getting all this power here because the... The watering cycle is probably the biggest hurdle that we face when we do this because the way this, this whole thing works is they water it three days on, four days off. We're up against two clocks. It's the water clock and then the, the clock to open. And one of the biggest things is that it, it is weather, even though it's hot, when they kill the water, there's still, it goes down into the ground and it comes back up. So we do elevate some of it, which helps, but the lines can get pinched, the lines can flood, lines can get bitten by gophers. There's tons of gophers in here. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. see holes that you didn't see the day before and they sprout all over the place. As far as power goes, the sheer size of this, I mean, it's its over 650 feet in one direction, right? It's a lot. So we're having to use way more power generators, things like that. We Last year we were throwing power almost every night. We've kind of perfected that, but getting the lines is one of the biggest things. The cords from room to room is probably one of the biggest challenges we face. We did a few less rooms than last year and did bigger areas. And I think that kind of uh, was the best Best choice that we made this year.
0: I also noticed the elevated sets too.
1: It's one of the best solutions because you still get the mud tracked in sometimes, so you gotta sweep that out at some point. Probably the hardest thing about non-elevated rooms, like we have Brujeria, which is dirt, it's supposed to look like it's a cabin. One of the most difficult parts about that is that it pinches the lines. When it pinches the lines, you get floods, you get puddles, you get things like that.
0: I also noticed that your lighting too, you're really like going light on the power consumption. If we're
1: going to use like big power, I mean we have to use it's different cords, spider boxes, things like that. It it is a challenge. The pin lights are really great though because it's darkness where you want it and light where you want it. And I think that we've kind of painted with light pretty well Uh, and that's been a big thing too because it doesn't pull a lot of power so we're not throwing off lights.
0: Well talk to me a little bit about what you guys have planned for the future because this is one of those haunts that there's there's a lot of constraints you're working with but you do get that really cool aesthetic of being in corn but also there's foot traffic. I mean being inside of this pumpkin patch gets you a lot of a captive audience is here and there's a lot of marketing goes behind it. So there's I think there's pros and cons to this, but what are you thinking about for the future?
1: We're at a point where what we want to try to do is almost have like what Knott's does with their haunted houses, but in one big corn maze. So we'll have favorites that come back and maybe one or two new ones that we premiere in the tent. I think starting on a starting with something new every year, re redoing the line and everything like that keeps it fresh, keeps people coming back. This maze is actually bigger than last year's. Last year, I think we had about a, a one and a half acres, okay. and it's a full two. And they've said that we can go a little more this way next year, so our heads are always in the future in terms of
0: size and just in general, the themes. Let's end with ticketing information and dates.
1: So we operate Thursday through Sunday in October, 7 to 11 p.m. Tickets start at $30 and $45 for front of the line passes.
0: Sign up at dantum.com/slash demo. That's dantum.com/slash demo. Our Hauntathon team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Our partners for this year's Hauntathon include Sharp Productions, HorrorBuzz.com, ScareTrack, TheScareFactor.com, and Hauntopic Radio. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our Haunt-a-thon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our Haunt-a-thon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at hauntedattractionnetwork.com. We'll catch you back here tomorrow and every day until Halloween. This is a Haunted Attraction
1: Network production.